he talks about why um, voyeurism and incest porn and all that kind of porn has become so popular. And it's because it's so taboo that our brains, um, like when something is taboo, our brains like sometimes flip it because it's so bad that like you have to experience it. Well, so I mean, that's getting like, at that. That's getting at that next levelness of sexual, right? Yeah, mm. like, yeah. And it's they you fetishize what's taboo. Yeah. So mm. you know, oh, being caught in a park, oh, it's so taboo. But God, wouldn't it be so fun to maybe almost get caught? You know? Yeah. And it's getting it's, it caught in the park with your sister. Oh no! <laughs> and it's like it's not that these people want to fuck their sister. You know, that's never a thing. Um, like people will call in and they're like, my boyfriend's into incest porn. Does that mean he wanna he wants to fuck his sister? And he's like, No. <laughs> Not what it means. It just is so taboo that your brain fetishizes it. The big hormone enneagram. Hi, it's John here. I'm a sexual self-prize for the five, four, five, eight tri-pack. Hi, David here. I'm a self-prize sexual nine with a one, nine, seven, four tri-type. Hey, it's Emika. I'm an eight wing seven sexual type with the eight, five, four tri-type. Hey, it's Nancy. I'm a self-prize social three, wing four, and three, six, nine tri-type. I think what throws me off about, because um, everyone has, you know, even sexual blinds have, they have sex, the sexual drive as well. It's just, it's only in certain contexts. And so, for example, in a bar, um, the way that someone tries to pick up someone that they're interested in, in that environment, it's very much in a, a way that a sexual type would. It's like, I'm, I'm directing very single-minded focused on this one person i'm interested i want to know about you um you know where do you stay like what are you into like reviving and so when that happens it's like as a sexual type i'm interpreting that as this is this is what i do when i'm interested in someone and when when you want to fuck someone this is the energy that everyone brings to the table but for a sexual type this is the energy they bring to the table all the time and so we end up having sex and you're thinking this is going to continue, <laughs> but, but it's, that was just for that context of, I, I want to have sex with someone tonight and it's going to be just compartmentalized to this part of my life, but it's not necessarily meaning, it's not necessarily meaning like sex, sexual blinds aren't integrating that pursuit into, uh, I don't know, the rest of their life. Whereas for me, if I'm penetrated in that way, that you know i'm i might not remember anything else about her but i'm going to remember that we had this thing and i want to go back to it and so i'm just now like <laughs> the past couple of years i guess realizing that that's what's that's what's going on that's the confusion it's, it's they were interested in me but it wasn't in it wasn't in a way that was integrated to the rest of their life it was just this thing that happened this one night and that's all that's really interesting. Because uh, once I get, as a self-pressed social, once I get into a relationship, what I 
find the most meaningful. And like me and my boyfriend talk about it all the time. We're like, I'm so glad we're not dating, dating, dating anymore because it's so stressful because you do have to turn on that sexual instinct and it's fucking Mm. exhausting. Like, me going on a date when I was single, I, like I would come home and I was like, oh my God, please no one talk to me for hours, like days. Don't talk to me for days because it's exhausting. And so if I dated a sexual type and that's the energy they brought to the table all the time, it I wouldn't be able to sustain it. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, it's not like sexual types are constantly high energy all the time because right. I'm a very piece of shit, lazy withdrawn four of the five but if i'm either like super intensely involved in painting and writing or something and but it's like a withdrawn zone mm-hmm. or i'm or i'm like engaged in some way like there's not like the off switch is not really off it's just switched right and so but uh, that's you- that's what i find exhausting is like it's not that you guys are constantly doing or talking or connecting it's just that this it's just intense right like laria and i share a small room in our apartment and uh but like you know for hours i might be like in my own world and she's in her own world and then uh and then i reenact matthew mcconaughey's introduction (laughs) in magic mike um really aggressively in her face (laughs) <laughs> that would stress me the fuck out. <laughs> can't touch, can't touch rules. Can't touch this. No, 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 no. All right, nah, you nah, weren't nah, joking. No. no, I do it. I've never seen the movie except for that scene, which I've seen oh a lot. <laughs> well, it is Matthew McConaughey. I've never been. I don't think I've ever been in a relationship with a sexual blind person. But uh, you know, besides alaria my my longest relationship with with a self-prez sexual and she was triple withdrawn four or five nine tri-type and um you know i i think she i drove her insane but i think she also <laughs> kind of liked that i was always trying to hunt for her you know like like she did the passive like no i gotta i gotta be with my plants or whatever and <laughs> i would come in and you know like take my clothes off and just dance around and try to get her attention and um, mm-hmm. bother her and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I think she, I think she liked it till she didn't. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> she yeah. Didn't. <laughs> We've been together a couple of years now. Is this going to calm down? Hey. <laughs> Go away. Well, yeah, it's not, it's not so much like that's every, when I'm saying that, it's very much like this is my experience. Like I would find it exhausting, but I'm yeah, also yeah. coming from a point of view where I have like high anxiety. So mm. like, the hot and cold or the intensity, like I can't deal with the up and down because that triggers it. Mm-hmm. So, so it, my experience so, might be a little totally. Different yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I just wanted to be known though that I left a sufficient enough mark on Emika. That now he looks for sexual types. So my ego mission accomplished. Uh, I didn't know your ego could get bigger, but yeah, it's it's growing all the time. It's the sunlight. Take over the world. A year and a half of dating only sexual types. At least I think two years of dating only that that relaxed a little bit. Now I'm kind of like it's just you just have to have some sexual, but 
um <laughs> it was it was an, an interesting intense couple of years where i was i just like i gotta see what this is like man i gotta um it's intense i can see i can see the drawbacks i guess i could talk a little bit about like what sucks about dating other sexual types yeah talk about that mm-hmm. um i want to hear yeah i i think when i dated the 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 sexual one it was it was like an orgasmic experience i i was like the first month of that was some of the best time of my life like this is the first time i'd been with someone who like we we would hook up and and like you know sometimes you hook up with someone and then you just lay there and maybe have a talk and then you hook up again we did that for hours and hours and hours she did not want to stop talking like we were just like getting into each other and it just felt like an endless loop and that was the first time that i'd been with mm-hmm. someone who was like that 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 just had endless uh appetite for that energy and and so i guess the the drawback to that it, it was like a drug it was like getting high and and i'd never i didn't know that i could experience that in a relationship i mean you have most relationships like oh great sex we get we have a lot in common but just having like someone that can meet you at on a chemistry level and really like want to take it to the next level and you want to take it to the next level and you're both taking it to the next level it's like oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) so um but i guess what i realized is that with um the chemistry aspect of it uh that it really helps because you sexual types are i identified with what they think will be interesting to themselves and and to a potential partner and you really hold those things dear and you identify with them so for me it's the enneagram and and so i she took a dive into the enneagram with me and for her it was like fashion and music and she really cared about music but i didn't really i couldn't do i couldn't go there with her because i didn't one i didn't give a shit about any of that stuff and um and and so i re- recognized that with my experience with other sexual types that there had to be some kind of shared i don't know like hook for both of you like something that could tie things together um for both parties and so chemistry became like a a, a tight uh a tightrope that if the chemistry wasn't right it could fall apart very quickly but um so i <laughs> I saw that like the positives of positives, like you're with this person who, who can, it's a bottomless pit of energy that you can, you can just fall into each other. But if it doesn't fit just right, it it can, it can flame out very quickly. And the other part of it that I recognize is that both of y'all are insecure about how into each other like you're insecure about the other person being attracted to you so any sort of suggestion or you know any sort of the provocations that each of you guys are doing to test each other's uh, um interest and attraction to each other is really going to be sensitive and oh, things yeah. yeah like i recognize that um if either of us is feeling insecure about the other person's interest that things could get really ugly really quickly and they did uh yeah it, it, and so, yeah, it's it just presents a whole nother set of challenges and a whole bunch of benefits. And I just felt like this is just a lot of intensity in one instinct for one relationship. It's better. It might be better. I'm not saying that it's it's going to be what ends up being working for me, but uh, it might be better if it's second where it's not like this do or die thing because it just has to line up so perfectly when 
two people are, are sexual types. Like you have to have the chemistry and then you have to have some kind of um, understanding of each other and maturity to not like fuck with each other too much about your insecurities because you both have them. <laughs> it's just, so um, I backed off a little bit on that because for like two years, I was like only sexual types. And now I'm like, eh, it's not the cure all there. <laughs> I thought it was. The uh, insecurity and like things sort of living on dying, living and dying on attraction uh, is funny. Like a couple, like a week ago, um, it, it, sort of what we talked about earlier, we were joking about earlier about how I know somebody likes me. And I don't even just mean likes like is into me, just like they like me often has to do with something about attraction. So like I have a friend, she was like seriously encouraging me to think about stripping at a gay club. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, seriously? wow, that's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, like, like I felt like, oh, like, like I, I took it like just as a very sweet compliment. Like that, like <laughs> you complimented me that. in other ways, yeah. which didn't matter to me. And then I was like, oh, that's really nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little weird, man. I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, David, what do you have to say on this? Uh, dating how, sexual types? Dating sexual types. You know, I, I'm the king of inappropriate relationships. So <laughs> yes. I was going to tell another wanna, one of those. I want to hear about it. <clears throat> well, can I be one of them? <laughs> um, it's already happening. <laughs> this has been a happened. slow seduction. Yeah. Um, when I was 13, I was in a really intense relationship with a sexual self-pres one with a two-wing woman, super intense. And she was 40 years old uh, when I was, and I was 13. She was my teacher. And oh, she, I haven't heard this. Yes. And awesome. uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, you know, I have a, I think I've, you guys have seen me post about this before. I've got a weird, weird history with women that starts literally at birth with a nanny that, uh, you know, kind of wanted to own me. She was probably a two based on the stuff my mom used to say about her. And she actually started to, you know, want to have me, uh, spend the night at her house and stuff. I mean, this is when I'm from when I was born till I was like two and a half. And anyway, so Jesus. there's this, there's this pattern, right. there's this pattern that started literally at birth with me of a second mother and women wanting to mother me. And I've got some really, and there are certain peaks, uh, throughout my childhood of there's like four different women that like, like really, really wanted to be my mother and it was extremely edible and sexual and a seduction on my part too you know part of my deal is uh didn't meet my father don't even know my father so i kind of uh, i mean maybe this is a simplistic way to say it but i kind of doubled up on women right to make up mm. for that and yeah. so um anyway so one of these one of the highlights here of of that is um at 13 uh one of my teachers in eighth grade uh somehow she invited uh i guess she just called me <laughs> invited me and my friend to go do something with her and her 18 year old daughter and the four of us got to be uh really intimate friends and and looking back on it this sexual one was like clearly 
actually wanting to do something sexual with me, wow. uh, like really overtly. I mean, it was constant um, sexual humor and stuff like that. And I'm 13 and, you know, I, and a super passive nine, I didn't, but I was loving the attention. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and because I mean, you know, halfway being conscious of, uh, seducing older women when I was a child. Um, Hmm. and again, it's that kind of doubling up on women, uh, thing. So, um, but yeah, she was, I mean, I was totally a target, um, you know, uh, and she, and me and my friend ended up spending the night there and it got more and more and more intense talking about sexual going to the next level. It got, uh, it it actually culminated with by the end of that summer, because it started during the summer, uh, at the beginning of the summer. And by the end of the summer, it actually had gotten to the point where this woman wanted to legally adopt me. (laughs) What? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And deadly, deadly serious. So she Um, could do what? (laughs) So she could have me in every way possible. She was gorgeous. I mean, she was, uh, she was, she was kind of woman that had been asked to pose for playboy and stuff. Yeah. I mean, she was, and, and just huge, huge intense as fuck eyes i mean just like pierce you talk about stabbing someone this woman's eyes were like deadly i mean she was like a like a witch you know what i mean but gorgeous and uh and yeah and there was just constant sexual innuendo and we were sleeping in the same bed together and she was putting me in the same bed with her daughter and you know what i mean yeah and uh and bragging and, yeah, no, I'll keep bragging all all day. Um, and so, <laughs> no, and uh, I would I would be taking a bath, and she would, and and oops, she happens to come in with with the clean towels that this just is like out of a porch. Covered. It oh, yeah. is like out of a porch. Oh yeah, yeah. This she would weird. her and her daughter. You know, we I, sometimes it would just be me over there having spent the night, and her and her daughter would come down in bikinis to go out to the pool and just Jesus. twinky dinky dinky here we are shaking it you know right in front <laughs> one of me one more time what was that yeah quinky dinky dink How could you resist all that <laughs> oh yeah no believe me and i was you know uh early stages of being masturbatory at the time but i was also <laughs> totally prepubescent in the sense that no hair on my body and that was like really embarrassing to me yeah and so like uh, yeah i couldn't I couldn't really go there, but I mean, uh, she was clearly wanting to, and anyway, it ended up with a big fight with her and my mother because she actually truly wanted to adopt me. I mean, no kidding. And, uh, and this is like really nine ish. I happened to get like the flu or something that put me into a truly delirious fever. And so there was like a a phase of about three days where I was unconscious while my mother and this woman had it out. And my wow. mother, my mother's <laughs> SPSX, my right. mother's SPSX one with a two wing herself, and this woman's SXSP one with a two. Mm. And they, and they, you know, had it out, and my mother won. Uh, obviously, and, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but it was interesting. And, th- and this woman actually came back around like a year 
later, but 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 more directly through the channel of my mother with to get my mother's blessing. Um, blessing for what? To to just to interact because at this time okay. now the woman had a, a boyfriend her age who was in a band and I was I was already a musician at that time and I think it was just a way she wanted to connect with me again and did she and I found out that she had a and when one thing that happened on that second reunion or the second time we kind of got together a little bit which was only brief it didn't last long um was she showed me that she had a whole album full of pictures of me asleep that she had taken oh wow sleep <laughs> which is like wow this is hardcore. Uh, sexual anyway, types of creeps man yeah sexual <laughs> there it is love it so wait did she hit you up when you turned 18 because i would have if i were her <laughs> no because i think you know like she came like i say she came back around about a year later and she i think she actually got married to oh. a musician and, and she That's was with sad. somebody then and man um unrequited love yeah so but, she, but she was a big part of my early uh sexual fantasy stuff you didn't hit her up when you turned 18 because i would have <laughs> yeah i can't remember what the hell was happening at that point no, been no. Like, i'm ready no. <laughs> yeah it would have been good <laughs> the, uh, the theme of this podcast is david making nancy uncomfortable <laughs> yeah oh i should wait wait till i tell you the time about when i was eight no thank old. you, no, thank you. you she did ask i know i did not ask you did a whole ask. similar a whole similar thing uh, happened when i was eight years old we're moving on okay. she said do you have any stories david and he's like uh, stories about what? what i said <laughs> yeah dating sexual like types king of inappropriate strange uh, now you know breaking new territory when you ask so david this is this is a story. perfect example of a sexual type making a sexual blind uncomfortable <laughs> it happens all the time it's <laughs> gonna crawl under the bed hmm. yeah i was uh the the passive soft boy nine you know target you're and that was the thing I, now and that's what i wanted too as a child i mean i i was conscious no, i wouldn't say consciously i was semi-conscious of cultivating that and like like sometimes my mother's female friends would say stuff like you know if you were just a little bit older and that would be like that would totally light me up you know that was like exactly what i wanted well, yeah, you're very different than than like the soft nine now. Yeah, no, I'm a bit of a jerk now. now. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> now. And, well, so I think that's what you've figured out has worked for you. Which thing? Being Be a jerk. Being a jerk. <laughs> young women love that man. We're we're done. Yeah, no, that's that's the new program. Yeah, we did we did we did the Be. soft and the mother the mother's coming after me now. Now it's being the devil. Yeah, now smack it's being us daddy. around and daddy. yeah, there you go. Lots daddy of devil. Age and shit I've like been that. a perv since birth, man. <laughs> Jesus. I was like terrible. Like I, I have some pretty early memories of being sexually aware before adults knew that I should be sexually aware. You know how like adults are change in front of kids because they don't think like kids are too young to like know anything. Like so I had like, like you my, mean like physically change clothes yeah or? change clothes okay. get naked and like and change clothes like so my aunts would um whenever they visit or whatever they 
they change clothes in front of the kids just because i mean we're so young so why mm-hmm. why would why would it matter and and so like i just remember like being you know just obsessive about um women from a very oh, yeah. young age so to the point where i'm just like i'm watching my aunt change in front of me and i'm just like whoa <laughs> oh yeah you know i like, remember some scenes like that whereas like why are you doing this but you know like so just like sneaking looks at at, at um yeah because you can watch people adults get naked at a very young age and, and because they let you and i was just very curious i was very curious i'm like man i want to see everything and at school i just uh kids you know how kids are kind of like curious about like oh i wonder what it looks like and, and that kind of a thing mm-hmm. i was definitely one of those kids that wanted to see what everything looked like <laughs> So last podcast, uh, we had discussed the prevalence of stepmother porn and oh, incest yeah. porn. Oh my god, it's so now bad. mystery solved. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, big hormone enneagram case closed. Oh my god, I listen yep. to far too many podcasts about about porn and sex. <laughs> so I, I know all the details about. Oh, that. okay. I guess I want to ask you then because. Um, like I was, I was, uh, we were talking about it last week. The, I pay attention to when the, I was gone. Yes. <laughs> so, great. so we, you know, they, you know how Pornhub releases their yearly top 10 or mm-hmm. lists for what people watch. And if you look at the list every year, you can kind of see what people are interested mm-hmm. in. Exactly. And so incest porn has become a big thing in yeah. the last couple of years. And also not just incest porn, but, um, the one where people are having sex like in full view not in full view but it's like happening right there yeah like the combination of those two things have become really really prevalent what the hell is going on what i know i know (laughs) (laughs) um so if you've ever i would highly recommend listening to dan savage um he's great and i suggested that you guys listen to him a long time ago but i doubt you did so (laughs) he talks about why um voyeurism and incest porn and all that kind of porn has become so popular and it's because it's so taboo that our brains um like when something is taboo our brains like sometimes flip it because it's so bad that like you have to experience it well, so I mean that's getting different. at that that's getting at that next levelness of sexual Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's they you fetishize what's taboo. Yeah. So, mm. you know, oh, being caught in a park. Oh, it's so taboo. But God, wouldn't it be so fun to maybe almost get caught, you know? Yeah. And it's getting it's, it caught in the park with your sister. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's like it's not that these people want to fuck their sister. You know, that's never a thing. Um, like people will call in and they're like, my boyfriend's into incest porn. Does that mean he want to? he wants to fuck his sister and he's like no it's <laughs> not what it means it just is so taboo that your brain fetishizes it yeah I, I thought it was fascinating at least like for me like which ones worked for me um Ooh, i yeah. think it's it's the 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 sense of uh any second now you could be caught like the, the sense of like it's just on the edge of danger 
like you're having sex with your girlfriend's mom and she's in the other room like it heightens the whole thing otherwise it's like oh it's just two people having sex so so and they're putting a sense of danger in a scene that's a little interesting like that person's just like within view but they're doing this thing i was like ah, this is actually making this more interesting <laughs> that it would be more interesting to your sexual instinct yeah this is like this actually it's like doing something you could you could do something on flat ground or you could do it on a tightrope you know 100 feet above the air it's like oh why the fuck okay. are you doing a tightrope <laughs> well so here's the interesting thing for me because i really enjoy a, a, a touch of voyeurism mm-hmm. um, but what it is for me is like showing off oh. like yeah so you're like, the exhibitionist Mm, I don't know what you mean by that. The the yeah. one who shows off is the exhibitionist, and the voyeur is the one that is Watching. observing. Yeah. Oh yes, I'm the exhibitionist. Yeah, you're right. Oh. I didn't realize those were two separate things. Oh, thank you. That's for often a three that. thing too. Yeah, like I want to be watched, and like my like I dated a guy one time who had a um, he was in the middle of downtown, and he had a. Um, patio with like a glass wall overlooking like a very busy street and I was like fuck me against that wall because (laughs) (laughs) it's not that I you know I you know oh I might get caught it's that like I want everyone to like oh wow she's so hot worship me Mm. kind of shit (laughs) so it's like it's like the world is worshiping me not so much that I'm afraid of getting caught I'm like no no you can watch interesting Mm so it's not uh, the like, danger, it's the worship. Interesting. Yeah, I like I like the sex in full view. Not in full view, but just like it's happening. No one can see it, but it's people mm. can Hidden, catch you half, half exposed. Yeah, it's like at the dinner table. Yeah. Getting, you know, something's going down. No one knows about it. That's pretty uh, hard. See, that stresses me out. <laughs> That's the kind of stress we need. No, thank you. <laughs> in this world yeah in general stress (laughs) yeah everyone needs to get fucked (laughs) literally everyone just chill the fuck out yeah i I think that's interesting because every year uh the stuff that people like to watch changes just a little bit and i just noticed it's gotten really popular i think just about just about every porn i see it's the most popular ones it's either incest or uh the voyeuristic it's happening and we could be caught any second. Yeah, I think because um, what used to be taboo was like being tied up or like dominatrix. And for a while, that was like the top thing, dominatrix. Mm-hmm. But now that, you know, we've all, now, we like, all do a little bit. Now every girl on Instagram is getting tied up and putting pictures. <laughs> exactly. We all do a little bit of S&M at home. So we're like, yeah, whatever. It's no longer taboo. But now like fucking your sister, that's taboo. <laughs> You know, the step, the the stepmom stuff or the stepdad stuff, that actually makes sense. It's like, this is not your blooded relative. Yeah, you can do it. I could see that. I mean, that, that, that's not really taboo in my opinion. It's like when you're actually fucking an an actual relative, like your actual mom, I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Is that what the, is the porn actual relative or is it step? Um, it tends to be more a step because I feel like that's more plausible, but every now and then I'll, I'll see one where it's like, 
giving my sister the pipe. I'm like, right. <laughs> like, hey, what's up, bro? What's up, sis? Like, they call each other that as if that's what you would actually call your brother and sister. It's That's so bizarre because it's like no one's doing that. No. <laughs> or like I've weird. seen cousins, which which is a little yeah. bit weird because I there was a point where I I met a cousin that I hadn't grown up with. I'd never seen her until mm. hot ass cousins. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, damn, she's hot. <laughs> if I didn't know she well, was my cousin. What's, I, you know. what's weird. Uh, you know, I, I joked better earlier, but, uh, you know, that people do that daddy thing, like, mm-hmm. like usually that term, like so-and-so is a daddy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like that's I don't know that's se- that's seemingly in the the Venn diagram overlap of all this psychological territory. Sure. Oh, it's it totally is. Yeah, yeah. That's. <laughs> but I hmm. love that shit. Hmm. I haven't thought about that. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, it's uh, it's a lot of you know not wanting to be in charge, but still yeah. being in charge because the sub is always in charge technically speaking it's a weird territory for me because not having had a father yeah because that's been a dynamic um that i've been experimenting with over the last few years let's say um experiment with me (laughs) use me (laughs) and uh but but it's weird not having had a father model you know, um, so uh, it's it's interesting just to sort of internally observe me, you know, playing with that role. Um, and of course, it's sort of more subversive because of not having that sort of actual structure. You know what I mean? So, so I, I wonder darker, I, maybe. Does it have as much of a hook for you with not having social? Sometimes I wonder if yeah, that's the other part is I don't really I don't I don't actually yeah it's not I I don't fully know how to architecturalize it because I don't Mm. have social because I I I, just labels and stuff are yeah I just don't I don't know how to work with that space particularly Um, I'm just kind of going with it if the woman's calling me daddy then okay sure. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so in true nine fashion. Okay. Yeah, sure, exactly. Sure. Um, so do you think like the guys who, who are really into like. Um, Identifying. As yeah. That? Like, like being the daddy <clears throat> or like role play, like they would be social possibly. Well, or social or at least have it, as well. Yeah, yeah. In there. I, I think so. I mean, and, and it's possible. Um, I mean, I could see social lasts doing it to some degree, so, mm. someone that had a different history than I do. But yeah, generally speaking, I think there's a much more solid base to work from if you're social first or second. Because well, that term yeah. doesn't do anything for me. I've, I've realized no. it doesn't light anything up. You guys for are me. boring. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think it would, but it does. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Writing that down. <laughs> well, I think uh, self press has more hooks for that. I feel could um, be. Could what be. do you mean? Yeah. Well, because the provider thing, like um, that. Okay. Da- David's definitely got some of that going. Whereas 
The only thing I'm providing, <laughs> providing is that dick. Is that dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, and nothing else. else. Nothing else. <laughs> I won't pay for your cab. Yep. You have no money. <laughs> I wonder why women think it's a one night stand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying yeah. for shit. <laughs> Oh my god. I got jokes and dick. That's it. <laughs> Why doesn't anyone want to date me long term? It's like <laughs> can you live on jokes and dick? Okay. <laughs> can you fill your car up? <laughs> With this dick. <laughs> Nobody calls me daddy. <laughs> I'm the oh one that needs god. to be taken care of. Oh. <laughs> Pay my fucking bills. <laughs> <Magic>. <laughs> Oh my god, that is so funny. Well, now now that I think of it, um, I think most of the guys, huh? Most of, most of the guys that were like really into the daddy thing were very into structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you do it this way and only this way, yeah. and if you do it wrong, that's really not cool. Yeah, that's that sounds like some social self pressure. There's also an aspect of men are more sort of solidified in what their tastes are. Yeah. Well, they're allowed to. I think, but I think there is, um, I mean, uh, men get more, uh, uh, are more objectifiers in a way. I mean, women can be, but I think men can get more that way. Yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah, they're a little bit taught that way and yeah, their brains work a little bit different, but yes. Yeah, I think there's gen- more genuine, like needing, like guys that have a certain, just to take one category, guys have a thing about, you know, liking a certain body or a certain body part and it hat and they have to have it. I mean, they have to, have to, have to have it, right? Or mm-hmm. else it's not, they're not it's even not good enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or the or it's just it's not even exactly that it's not good enough. It's actually not arousing. Mm. Oh, yeah, really? Yes, yeah. This is how guys work. Yeah, this this is how guys work. Yeah, this is something that we talked about in one of these threads. That that it's it seems that men are far more particular about their sexual preferences and why that is. It Hmm. why where is that coming from? Why is that the case that Maybe it's like a, it's a, it has to do with the sexual drive where I have to find someone that I'm aroused by sexually attracted to, because if I'm not, I'm not going to be motivated to do what I got to do. Cause I mean, most of of the time guys are going to be the active participant in the sexual act. And taking that even (laughs) further, getting even more graphic is... One way to say it, and I'm quoting a, an author here, is that an erection, an erection, is a thought. Is a thought. It's a concentrated thought, and if you get distracted, then the erection goes away. And the and the thought, ha- and part of what concentrates the thought is that your you have sort of a a hardened uh, mental uh, image that is the thing that keeps you hard also mm-hmm. right yeah. that you're mm-hmm. you're pursuing this thing and it has to be this certain way and there's a a target and to keep 
that concentration going, it's got to be a certain thing. I don't know if I'm saying it very well. No, it's no, one hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Sexual preferences are are big because it's like if I'm not into her enough that I'm not going to be able to, you know, I'm not going to be able to keep it up. And I'm not like it's just not going to happen. It could happen, but it's going to be lackluster. You're not going to be motivated. So um, to David's point, that's why the Egypt game is the game to get in. Because they can see how deeply I can concentrate on one thing. That's it. <laughs> yes. And then you know you're going to get a ride. Mm-hmm. A long ride. Definitely. We're going to dig into some tombs. <laughs> we'll dig into tombs. Six feet dig under. Dig into your tomb. Even further. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't I, as a female, have to concentrate all that much. Like every, every you know, every couple of minutes probably. But like. Well, in terms of, yeah. would you say women, um, how specific are you in terms of what your sexual preferences are and like what a guy's got to look like, body shape and all that kind of stuff? Would you say you have a type and, and is it pretty specific or is this just a wide range of shit that you're into? I can be into a very wide range. I think as Including time... Women. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, with women, actually, I'm very specific. Um, That's interesting right there. Yeah. See, that right there, to me, is you're actually activating that same masculine piece in yourself mm-hmm. that I'm talking about. Yeah. Why like are you more specific with women? Uh, I don't know, because I'm not attracted to all body types when it comes to women. Do you, uh. Nance, do you identify as bisexual or predominantly straight? Um. I would say I'm bisexual, but for the most part, homo, hetero romantic. Like, because like I would see myself, I could see myself marrying a woman, but I usually go towards men. And I don't know if that's just because like, I didn't find out I was bi until later on, or, you know, I don't know what that's no, about, but. I've seen that pattern uh, in women that are pretty, like, like, I guess, hetero romantic. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to sexual attraction, uh, they're much more specific about women, women's bodies and qualities versus yeah. men. They, they're more open to a range of male bodies and male qualities. Yeah. Interesting. And like, I kind of, I kind of hate that a little bit. Like I kind of judge myself a little bit on that, but it's just, you know, it's just what you're attracted to. And it's just that, you know, that doesn't always yeah. change. But yeah, with women, I'm very specific. But with men, I've become more specific. But I still am pretty open. Hmm. I'm still curious about that. <laughs> what do you want to know? I'm no, it's like, go. yeah, why? Because <laughs> I would assume, let's just say I was bisexual. I think I would definitely, because I, I have at least like a handful, like maybe a couple types of women that I'm really attracted to. and. If I were into dudes, I I don't think it would be any different. So I'm trying to understand, like, why don't you have the same specificity with men? Why is there? So with men, I think it comes down to, at least this is my theory. I don't know. Um, With men, I like a certain attitude. Mm. With women, that certain attitude typically is only found in a certain body type. Hmm. Gotcha. Interesting. 
just what's the attitude you want from the woman are you um, the dominant no i i'm not the dominant i can be more dominant when it comes to men but Mm -hmm. with women i i don't want to be dominant at all i want to be their toy (laughs) uh like you know i like i like women who can throw me around and do you Mm -hmm. like having that filmed so you could show us I'm sure. down to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. You have to get Brian on board with that, though. Mm, okay. <laughs> we can sign whatever release okay forms we need. <laughs> <laughs> right now, he's not okay with sharing. Maybe give it a few years. He might change his mind. Brian, uh, do you think you'd be okay with sharing uh, when your kneecaps are busted? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, I, I can arrange that. <laughs> <laughs> He'd just be like, I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I'm starting to understand. So it's it's that um with women there is a certain uh masculine gets, presence you're looking for. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that gets to just how physiological all this is, I think, too, is almost what you're saying incidentally there is that there's a body type that cues you to their to the woman's masculinity, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like in this feminine rapper. Sure, for sure. Really, I find just, ugh. Yeah. Ugh, ugh. Yeah. Very enticing. Like, like, uh, yeah, I won't go into too much detail. <laughs> we'll do the detail at some point, though. <laughs> maybe a podcast environment. Maybe. 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 Call it like BHE After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> As if this wasn't dark enough. Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> would be the Patreon. one that I don't let my mom know about. <laughs> Patreon exclusive. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah.